Um, okay. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I always say, um, see, here's the thing. That's why I stopped is because I always say, um, welcome to Make Believe Money. Like I'm like marking it. And Are it's we up to a eight pain. minutes? Like yes. pretty bullshit. <laughs> it's just a pain in the ass to edit out the um. So I like st- stop doing that. Welcome um. to Make Believe. Shh. <laughs> make I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about? Uh, we're risky business. Yeah. I forgot for a moment, but I got there. We're talking about the mummy. Yep, uh, it's almost what oh, I said. Man. One day we're gonna incept him and like <laughs> correct. <set up. laughs> He'll be like, yeah. I don't understand. Why don't I have any notes for this? <laughs> I don't know where we're I am. We're gonna make up a fake spreadsheet that will somehow like get to open up like in front of him. Oh my god, that's like that dream where you're in class for a test you haven't studied for. One of these days I'm gonna be like, we're gonna talk about. Oh god, there's no notes. You just hear the sound of Dan like running out of the apartment screaming. I don't know. I don't know. Why did Dan pick to talk about the notebook? <laughs> oh, man. How much money do you need to be immortal? In the notebook? They're not immortal in the notebook. They both die. <laughs> what is it? What Isn't are you thinking? One? Time traveler's wife? No, there's one where like she falls in love with a guy. Isn't he like living forever? There's a pool of water. Oh, oh that's, that's Tuck Everlasting. everlasting. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I took a shot. <laughs> Man, uh, although I would pay money to watch those two be mashed up together and like watch like Ryan Gosling walk into the pool of water and walk out as James Garner. <laughs> like, there you go. You live forever, but as James Garner. <laughs> oh, Is that okay? At, at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? <laughs> at what Fine. cost? But you can be Ellen Burstyn. Listen. I don't think it's Ellen Burstyn. Someone else. Who cares? Whatever. That's uh, not what we're talking we're about. We're not talking about that. Are you talking about the old people they die as at the end? Yeah. I believe it is all Burston, actually. Really? I think so. I thought it was... So Risky Business <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about that. Or are we, Dan? No, we're talking about Dan, Risky look business. at your spreadsheet right now. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do it, you bastards? Risky Business. Risky Business. Risky Business. Risky Business. This reminds me of an improv game where everybody stands around in a circle and you're supposed to say, if you and look in sex. one direction, you say, and then there's sex. Is that what you just said? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> uh, weirdly, improv is one of the least sexy things you can do with your time. <laughs> but if you look in one direction, you're supposed to say Mr. Whiskers. And if you look in the other direction to like pass the thing, you're supposed to say like Misty Vistas. And if you like pass it across the circle, you're supposed to say like Whiskey, whiskey Mixer. And the point is, you're supposed to fuck it up. And if you laugh, you have to like go run a lap. So like, it's real hard. That sucks. Anyway, that's that the only way like improvisers get exercise. <laughs> okay, I have a more important question. Uh-huh. Why does this remind you of that in any way? Because we said uh, risky business like three times. Anyway, so we're talking, we talking about, about? risky business. <laughs> Bring it back. I gotta go run a lap. <laughs> uh, um. There's actually a lot of movie in this. There's a lot, a lot of, of movie in this money. There's a lot of movie in this money, but that's not wrong either. So it's, it's a lot of movie. I feel like. Yeah. Um, do we want to start with ratings or plot? Uh, I'll do ratings. Uh, I've never seen this movie, but I've been alive <laughs> since it, 1980. 
three. You three? have not been. You have not. Not since, but I I have Tuck been everlasting. alive <laughs> in a time that is between 1983 and, and today. today. <laughs> um, so that means that I know like the three things people remember from this movie. I was gonna say everybody the sliding knows the socks. sliding, the very gross sex on the CTA. I can yeah. hear and sunglasses. Tonight. I'm gonna be embarrassed when I edit that later. <laughs> so hey future Liz sorry about it you're the dumbass who sang on the microphone um, yeah that's the things Those people are remember the things. Yeah. Ugh, sex on the CTA just it's gives me the willies so gross I mean they do it standing up but still like, 80 CTA too yeah like when the city didn't have any money like no money not that they really not that they have money now but they didn't have money in like an 80s way I was about like, to say you go on the red line and you think they got money no no no, but they got a hose. So. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> There's no powerful enough hose. We all know that. That's good. Um, so you say, what's I your rating? One. one? Okay. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Dan? Four. Four? Uh, only because I saw it recently. I have seen it. This is, yeah, I've seen it twice now in my life. Mm-hmm. Once many years ago, and I didn't remember much about it except the three things Damon mentioned, <laughs> and then once like three days ago. So I have a fairly fresh knowledge of it. Yeah. Um, so I'll give myself a four. Okay. That's solid. I think for this one, I'm going to have to give myself a six. Um, I watched it a lot, but just recorded from like TBS. <laughs> so you saw 30% so of I've, the movie. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen most of it. I know that there's this part where his friend his like weird dirtbag guy friend is like, sometimes you just got to say, fuck, fuck it. it. But in the edit that I saw, it, he was just goes, sometimes you just got to say, kit. <laughs> say what? <laughs> you just go, kit. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's not a sentence. Sometimes you just got to say, kit. And then they were like, you're right, kit. <laughs> Have I told you about my favorite one of those of all time? The Yes. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. <laughs> okay. It's in, um, oh shit. Kill Bill? Uh, yes, thank you. I totally blanked on the name. And I like, could see Uma Thurma standing in, there. I was like, what is it? Is it in the notebook? Uh, yes. Uh, we're James Gardner. No. Um, and she, she goes to the guy who, uh, the nurse who has had sex with the person in the coma, or her in a coma. Uh-huh. She's like, I remember you. Your name is Buck, right? He goes, yeah. And she goes, you like to. And in the movie, it's you like to fuck. But instead, they have some very like not sounding like Uma Thurman Asian woman just go party (laughs) (laughs) Party. and then later his keychain says the party wagon Uh. (laughs) oh god gross Uh, I would have hated to be the guy who had to rotoscope that into existence wow that's fun so six so six I think yeah that's about where I say it I will say like I did watch the movie like in its entirety from like a DVD with my parents. Uh, oh, bold choices yeah. were made. Well, they were like, you know, we're into movies and you love Tom Cruise. And like, this is a period in my life. I don't know if you listened to the last episode, but Tom Cruise meant a lot to me until he very suddenly didn't. <laughs> and then, uh, but um, uh, we watched it together and then my mom judiciously fast forwarded through the Phil Collins. That often doesn't help. No, yeah. it just like, it just takes the weird slow-mo and makes well, it normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> So you just watch them have normal sex on a CTA. Normal grody sex, but with no soundtrack because it doesn't play when you're fast forwarding it. So it's just my parents and I sitting in a room going, well, uh, any minute now. um, uh." What about the first time they have fairly graphic sex in his house? 
I don't remember that. They must have skipped that one easier. I guess so. But, uh, you know, Rebecca De Mornay, right? <laughs> <laughs> At the time, you know. See, the only thing I knew her from um, before I watched this movie was that Three Musketeers movie with Chris O'Donnell and Oliver mm-hmm. Platt. Mm-hmm. So I was oh, like, oh, yeah. okay, it's that lady. So she's up to some some risky business. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I say like a six because I think I've mostly seen like edited versions either by the cable company or my mother. <laughs> okay. Or by Cypher, who is or, also in this movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> that guy, that creepy grody friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, her pimp in this movie. Oh, 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 I thought it was his grody friend. No, her pimp in this movie is the guy who plays Cypher in The Matrix, whose name I don't know. Oh. oh I thought we were talking He's about. He's about 30 pounds lighter in this movie and has more hair, so it's hard to... Cypher is the one who wants the steak. Yeah. Joey Pants. Sure. Yeah. Joey Pantoliano. Yeah. I think he goes by Joe, not Joey. But <laughs> <laughs> just like, we're friends. <laughs> Those of us who know him. Yeah. Um. So, plot? Yeah, you're the six. Okay. Well, uh, I did reread the Wikipedia entry on this so that I would have, like, the full plot, including the sex bits. Um, It's about this kid named Joel who is in a like model economy class young enterprise young enterprise like a start a student business and whoever makes the most money at the end of the semester wins a, a thing. prize i yeah. suppose or something and he's some sort of like young yuppie kid in the chicago suburbs or just in yeah. chicago yeah it, it's like it's like a john hughes sort it's of it's a north burr a, a wealthy north burb you know a winnetka wealthy north burb or a north shore or something like glencoe one of those suburbs i don't i think it's like a made-up one but oh sure like they all a bunch of his movies are set in those like hoity-toity suburbs up there whose movies what do you mean are, are you referring to john hughes when you say that no, I mean, there's just like a bunch of movies from this era set there. Like Ferris Bueller is oh. set in one of those. You just well. said you a personalized bunch. Oh, sorry. His movies. <laughs> and oh. I was like, yeah. as in the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The royal we Lord. A bunch of our Lord's movies. <laughs> the year of our, in the year of our Lord, the 1980s. Um, no, so <laughs> Tom Cruise plays this kid named Joel, who uh, he's a high school senior. Yep. And uh, he's trying to think of a cool thing to impress his dad about this, like this economy business enterprise thing. And he can't think of anything good. Um, And his parents go away on a vacation without him and they leave him in charge of the house and they give him like a little bit of money to have fun. And uh, there's this crystal egg that his mom has like collected. And it's like really important later in the story. Um, The first night he just like dances in, in his underpants and orders a pizza for himself. And like, then his friend tells him that he should just like say fuck it, and I guess the next step is he hires an escort. His friend like his calls friend, one for him, yeah, as a joke, ish. And then he has sex with said escort. Well, no, that escort turns out to be oh, a, a transvestite a, male, yeah, and um, but gives him the number of another of some... escort that he's like, this is what all people, all like kids like you want. Yeah, it's like the teen dream. Here you go. Yeah, and this young Rebecca DuMornay shows up. Yeah. And they have sex. And then she steals shit from him in the morning. The eggs. Including the egg. Yeah. And, uh, oh, hi. (laughs) Um, And he uh, has to get it back because he doesn't want his mom to find out that he stole or that he lost that egg to a 
sex worker. So, um, although I don't think he would have to volunteer that part. Yeah. I feel like you just be like, I would have been like, my friends came over, it got smashed. So and I, I threw, it it away. And threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but he's like super freaked out about it. Not, uh, it being gone when they come back. So he goes to get it back from her and she is in trouble with her pimp. Yeah. And I, this is where I get a little vague. She, he like helps her out. Yeah. Basically she, he offers her a place to stay basically in, and like he and doing her, her a favor. So there's a couple of things. She can't get the egg back because the pimp has like locked her out of where she was staying. Right where she has his stolen stuff. And so he's basically like, well, I'll put you up for a bit while so you get out. this arranged out. But once you get your stuff back, the payment for this nice thing I did for you is that you give me my stuff back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, um, I don't remember how we get to this. They start a brothel in his house. Yeah. That, <laughs> correct. Uh, so basically she, like just realizes he's from a rich suburb and is like, you know, a lot of you, cause she has a friend over uh-huh. and that friend prostitutes with one of his friends. Uh-huh. And she's basically like, Hey, we've got uh chocolate and peanut butter here. You've got rich friends who want to have the sex. Gross. Don't put that in your orifices. You're gonna get <laughs> and a <yeast> I know <laughs> a bunch of sex workers. So, uh, let's make let's money. Let's make a monies. And, and he says make... no, actually. But then he, like, takes her out on a date. Because they're, like, kind of... They're, like, into each other. Yeah, seemingly. And his car gets absolutely destroyed. Yeah, it falls into it the falls lake. It falls into a lake, and it's his dad's Porsche. And so he needs to make a bunch of money quickly. Which and is so a very therefore, Ferris Bueller thing. Uh, Zebrothel. Zebrothel. She is a started. And they make a ton of money, and he not only gets his the egg back but all the other stuff like a lot of stuff gets stolen i remember they bring back furniture yeah well what happens is the he's the pimp got, is like, bat, mad yeah, about it being on their turf yeah basically like the pimp has several times told him to like leave his girls alone and then in like a final show of i'll get you he basically burgles the house yes and then forces him to buy his stuff back so he makes a ton of money but then he pays it all back to this like pimp's mover to joy pants to Joy Pants. Correct. And then, uh, and so I just do remember him like counting cash out into an open hand. Correct. Um, but he does get the crystal egg back and they put everything back to rights and everybody leaves and his parents come back home and his mom sees there's a crack in the egg and end of movie, but it's like insured or she's just mad no, at him. She's just mad at him. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking about, there was another like a TV show or something where there was like this crazy uh, important vase that like they were not to break. And then in the end, they broke it, and it turns out it was insured anyway, so it was, like, fine that it got broken. That is in... Is that, like, Fairly Odd Parents? No. Well, that, I mean, that might also <laughs> be in that, but that is in, um, shit, we just talked about it. Not just talked about the it. The Notebook? <laughs> <laughs> the Mummy? <laughs> no. Uh, God damn it, this spreadsheet is long. What, dense? Uh, what's the one you thought everything was, Damon? What the hell was that movie? Talk Everlasting. No, the no. one we did around Christmas. Um, oh, 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 oh. Oh, it's... um. Yes, God, trading in places. Trading, places, trading Places. He, like, knocks a vase to the floor, and they're like, don't worry, it's worth more insured than it is. Right, yeah. they're like, you're already making us money. So I contributed nothing in that description, because I you didn't know a lot a of one. that. So you didn't you know, know what you did. That's okay. 
Um, but that's the premise. It's a fun movie. Having watched it again recently. It's a little silly. It's a little, it's worth a watch, I think. I imagine um, some bits of it don't hold up super well. Correct. Okay. But like, welcome to the early 80s. Yeah. I feel like that's that, just. That dirtbag friend in general should like not have been a character in things. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to do something with him and it didn't really get there. Isn't he from Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah, I think so. Okay. He's like in He's... everything. Oh, is he Booger? black hair that's curly and yeah. he's got a little shitty face. Sounds like bugger. That's him. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you, they do this again, I, I guess my other go-to comparison for movies of this era is always Ferris Bueller, but sure. like they do a lot of this like I'm gonna get my friend life experience, which really is just kind of assault. Yeah, like that's wherein not Ferris cool. Bueller is like terrible to Cameron, and Cameron would be far Gives better him a off not breakdown. having him around and yeah. just like being a, a normal human being. This is kind of that same situation where like he helps him like get out of his conservative. I never do anything or try anything bubble. Yeah, but like at what cost? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's really kind of shitty to him and takes away his agency, and he should just like let him friend be whoever he feels like he should be i will say right now don't call a sex worker to someone's house when they didn't ask you to yeah that's just kind of not a good look no as a general thing to do to a person or to the sex worker really also that too it's not a good choice uh people forget that also happens in ferris bueller what yeah the nurse there's like a scene yeah. in telegram that's definitely a sex worker yep like what the fuck i forgot about that entirely yeah well, he's not home. His sister answers the door, and then she's like, shuts it on. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the little like couplet she does because there's well, it's supposed it's to end it, in either like sex. Or it fuck ends or something. in like a, a huh. rude phrase, and then and... they slam the door in her face uh, like, yeah. before she gets to it. It's like it's. I'm trying to remember. It's like you know, I heard you're feeling bad, but I'm here to sit. And then it's like, sure. I can't remember what the little couplet is though. Yeah, you get think, the idea. Does though. this get cut out of the TBS version of the movie? No, because it's self edits. So, they never. Yeah, oh yeah, they yeah. never get there. That's so. fair. Um, yeah, is this movie just Ferris Bueller? It is. Okay. Did Ferris Bueller come first? No. No. Ferris Bueller's like 86, I think. So Ferris Bueller just did it better. I think so. Yeah. Because like, it's it's the same like destroyed car. But then you make the main character the sociopath (laughs) (laughs) instead of everyone around him. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, it's the weird situation where you take like the Han Solo and you make him the main character and it's better. And it's better somehow, even though normally it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, like, the character of Joel is a fun one because he is so, like, uptight. And by the end, he's like, sometimes you just got to say, kicked. (laughs) 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 Um, But uh, uh, this is before Tom Cruise got his teeth done. I'll say that. Mm. It's back when he had, like, big 80s teeth. Before he put the one right in the middle of his face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the tusk? Before he got a weird unitooth. Have you ever seen that? If you draw a line down the straight down the center of his face, one of his teeth is like in the middle. Right in the middle. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're and they're oh, definitely like um, caps that he got because he got them kind of shortly after this movie when like he got really big after this movie. He'd been in a couple of small pieces, and uh, <laughs> then like maybe around Top Gun, I think he got his teeth done. Oh yeah, you are not wrong. Why are you show me. I just love that uh, you can. Oh my God, Unitooth. If I just do Tom Cruise, t- it goes Ooth middle face. <laughs> Thank you, Google. T- middle face. Yeah, that tooth is straight down the middle. Like all human teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, give me human teeth. <laughs> that 
One human teeth, please. <laughs> He's technically some relations Jesus. Who am I to make fun of him? You know, yeah, like it's true enough. Are you saying that just because he's like a level nine super Buddha? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laser uh, Buddha. Laser Buddha, sorry. No. <laughs> Not uh, to disparage yeah. Scientology. A cult we all accept. Some- <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah, but we do that with the NRA too. I so guess that's fine. Huh. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm just like crying at the one human teeth, please. <laughs> um, okay, but what part are we talking about? <laughs> Um, so, basically, I just want to go through this movie. So, I, I have, just because there's actually a lot of money This in is it. a Riff Tracks episode. You just sit yeah. down. We'll sync up with the movie. Here, I'm going to clap. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to clap on the Fox 20th Century fades from the screen. Okay, now go ahead. <laughs> so, first of all, here's my first question. I looked this up. <laughs> Why is there a print magazine or a newspaper or something that has a whole bunch of list of hookers' names and numbers? Prostitution is illegal. But how did people get prostitutes before the internet, Dan? Word of mouth, I would imagine. They're not. They're Watch not out with those ads for sex workers. They are personal ads. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I think it's the same way that sometimes no. you get around it on the internet. No. Wait, is this one like very blatant? No, they like read them. Like you see him reading over them in this paper and it's like XXX girl and like for a good time call. Remember, and, this like, is Chicago in the 80s. Also, so like, like, that's the only thing that kept the Tribune going. Like, <laughs> to this day. Also, like back then, like it was not hard to like get something printed like that's and distributed. Fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I guess they probably like just made in I'm, the red eye like flyers, you know, but like whatever the free paper belt would have been then. I don't know how long the red eye's been around. I don't think it would have been a red eye, but I think it was <laughs> like I think at that point it would have been the red light. Yeah. Uh, I think it would be more like uh, one of those like free home guides that yeah, you see. I think in it's those more like that, ones. honestly. It's like And it's not shaped like two houses stuck at corners. Like have you seen those? Mm-hmm. They're weird. Yeah. They're like they're for listeners at home. They're like those free flyer uh, dispensers, I guess, that look like a newspaper thing, except that it's one stock, and at the top of the stock are two houses at like forty-five degree angles to each other, and there's flyers in either house. It's very dumb. Yeah, it's not a great design. And I don't want a house like that. Design matters. Yeah, design matters. And I don't think it was a thing that was like you know like distributed per se. I think it was like a thing that like got left places a lot. Oh sure, you know. Oh sure, like those fake five dollar bills that turn out to just be signs about Jesus. Yes. So annoying. Picked up so many of those. One time I picked up a dollar bill that was a legit dollar bill on the street, and it had what I'm pretty sure was poop in it. <laughs> I felt so betrayed. <laughs> I picked it up and my friend went, oh, poop, and <laughs> threw it to the ground. Here's the question. What denomination of dollar would it have to be for you to for be like, For me to keep it? Well. A uh, hundred? I think I could roll off the poop. I, w- I would wash 50? off a $50 yeah. bill probably. Yeah. I'd wash a $50 bill. I don't, I'm not I sure it was it, poop. Though. It looked like. I think a 20 wouldn't. It looked less like poop and more like melted chocolate. But if like, there was like. <laughs> If I had, like, a little dollar bill, like, washing machine, like... For literal money laundering? Yeah. I mean, we should all have that in our house anyway, because money is filthy, and filthy. we should all just be washing it, but If your children are. have ever put a coin in their mouth, they automatically have gonorrhea. We're I'm sorry, sorry about your, your 
former children. Yeah, so sorry. I'm less worried about coins, yeah, honestly. Actually, coins well, I feel it, better about. Yeah. Because it's metal and not yeah. fabric. Well, and a lot yeah. of metal a lot of metal is like antibacterial like in its own. Naturally. Too. Like say naturally like like bacteria just That's can't right. hold on to it, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> I just like just like Dan be like that's right mm-hmm. yep that's true <laughs> that's why Dan keeps all the emergency money in his house and rolls in rolls of quarters <laughs> yeah plus what if I ever have a fight club yeah. yeah you need a sock full of yeah. quarters um, put it behind my knuckles so it seems cheating if you use a sock oh wait quarters, I thought that wasn't no I'm thinking it's of, also um, a serious disadvantage full to, metal jacket it's a serious dis- disincentive for um, thieves to <laughs> walk off yeah, with your true. 50 pound bag so my parents thing we have my, I know. <laughs> my, fa- my parents' house um, was almost broken into. Like, my sister was home and heard a guy trying to break in, and they, like, she called the cops and then, like, was panic voice loudly talking to the cops, so the guy ran away. But then they caught him later on. He had, like, stolen a jug of pennies from someone's house, like, and it was so heavy he couldn't go anywhere with it. He was just, like, s- sitting with this, like, big old thing full of pennies and they're like he probably wanted to get caught like you're not going anywhere with that especially since it's like 14 dollars. yeah it wasn't worth it but so watch out for your quarters because those might be worth it it's ten dollars a roll man uh, yeah god bless him if he can get down our fucking <laughs> stairs with those things you heave him out the window I... <laughs> leave a dent in your lawn <laughs> Literally, if I have to have, ever have to stop a boat fast, I know what I'm tying a rope to. That's all I have to say. Oh, man. Oh, that's good. Okay, but what, wait, what are we talking about? Okay. Oh. So now let's talk about the actual... I still don't know where this periodical is that he gets, like, uh, sex so, workers Skeezy free newspaper. I guess. Uh, but, anyway. First things first. She charges 300 bucks... That's in like eighty three. Yeah, that's What's seven hundred and fifty dollars in our money. So there's this show <laughs> called I'm Sorry, where like a whole episode is basically about the the main character lady being like, "How much would you pay for me if I were a sex worker?" And her husband's like, "I looked it up, two hundred and fifty dollars or something like that." And she's like, "Excuse me, <laughs> a thousand at least." And he's like, "No, be realistic here. This is what the going rate is." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's supply and demand. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> 250, huh? I don't know. That feels really low, right? Like, it seems like such a risky thing for both parties that I feel like you should charge more. This seems like one of those products where you can spend anywhere from $10 to $10,000. And your rate of return. Is... And it seems to me like maybe you'd get what you pay for. Yeah. 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 Although I bet that there's like a upper like threshold on... Uh, Diminishing returns is what I meant. Like, oh, if you pay absolutely. too much, you're just getting swindled. But at some point, I think it's just like branding. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, because of reputation, because of discretion, because of something, you get paid for more than just the act, if that makes sense. That's true. And then there are also those people, excuse me, who really like it when, like, the sex worker they've hired, like, threatens their money and, like, takes money from them, which is just so stress-inducing to me. Was it a reply all that had on somebody who's like, 
wasn't a sex worker, I don't think. She just I like think to it shame would technically people. fall under sex work because it's like it's but for like their sexual give them, yeah, she, yeah. The people give her access to their computer and like her whole thing is like threatening to expose their deep dark secrets. Yeah. And like that helps them in some way. In some very specific way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a thing I don't get that is so of our time, because I feel like that's not a thing that could have existed before the internet. No. I, well, I mean, that specifically. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll show your hard drive to people. Well, no, sure, but, but like, you think, like, there's, like, I've got pictures of you. I, people's kinks have not vi- changed that much. Yeah. There's got to be some, even if not pictures, I know some terrible secret about you that I, I have will tell the people. I have an etching of you. <laughs> Not even something naughty. <laughs> Lady Bartholomew, you're not escaping this time. <laughs> I've seen your ankle. <laughs> uh, what a slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, sorry. She gets paid $800 in U.S. money today? 762 762 762 Okay. Specifically. Right. That's enough to get you home. <laughs> um, but... So here's what we actually, a couple of things that we can actually talk about. And then I'm going to make my final argument, which is that he makes a lot of money off of this scheme without making any money off of this scheme. Yeah. Which is a thing I will explain. Okay. okay. But a couple of things. So Vicky, who is uh, Lana's friend, the one who sleeps with his like jockey Weird. dumbass friend, not the oh. actual dirtbag friend, but a different, just okay. like a jock friend, jock yeah. friend. Who gives them the idea of like, oh, you should you, just do this? Yeah, like your friend just dropped a hundred dollars, no problem. Like this is a really rich suburb. We should, you know, peanut butter chocolate this. Um, <laughs> Does she say that, or is that your own spin? That is my own spin. <laughs> okay, on this. It's my like, non-gross, it's a really kind gross, of gross way to talk about it. <laughs> like, um, two kind of wet substances mushing together. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong, Liz. You're not. That's why it's bad. <laughs> So he apparently, we know, pays her $100 to sleep with her, and he gets 50 Apparently the house gets 50 Oh, wow. Yeah, that seems like an inappropriate split to me. Yeah, but... and a bad deal for Lana? Well, this is Vicky. 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 But... Yeah, in a normal pimp relationship, I still don't think that's right. <laughs> but, but how can we be but sure? maybe it makes sense because they keep this person nonviolent and maybe vet them ahead of time. Yeah. But since all he's providing is a physical location, that does not seem like an equitable split. No. No. And also, like, well, I guess he brought the client. I guess he did do the marketing. But Which, still. Still. Like, if you're paying an agent for, like, like book deal work. Yeah, it's like ten percent, like, ten to fifteen. Right? Yeah. yeah, so uh, I don't know. Art galleries get fifty percent. Really? Yeah. That's stupid. That's very normal. And all they're providing is a physical location, and oh. I guess some people to see it. So. So that's what we've learned. Art dealing is like it's sex prostitution. work. It's pimping, yeah. basically. Art pimping. Um. So anyway. And we're back to velvet butt saw. <laughs> exactly. So we know that. And then he says later. That he grosses $8,000, which, by the way, in today's money is like 20000 Whoa. $8,000 in a single night when Whoa. they have their, like, brothel extravaganza. Yikes. Which means... I, so, I don't know if when he says that he 
grosses eight thousand if that means the house or the total thing. Right. Because if it's a hundred dollars a pop, that still means eighty sexual encounters. And if it's fifty dollars, if it's only his take, that's a hundred and sixty sexual encounters. That's such a long night. And she brings <laughs> you you count the friends as they come through the door, and there's roughly ten of them, maybe eleven of them. Oh my god. So they're so all they're doing, doing like somewhere 16. between <laughs> seven to fifteen sexual encounters in that one night with a bunch of teen boys. No, no, there it the, is. Yeah, the I was gonna it's say five like, minutes per. So it's they, not old. It's and then not. Then they go out to dinner. <laughs> yeah, they're like. <laughs> uh, was that good for you? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. So there you go. That's a why. Lot of sex. <laughs> it's like well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of the gig, huh? Yeah. But, but that that does seem like, like at some point you're just going to be too tired to go on, you know? You know, like, what's your upper threshold? See, this epi- this podcast is parental advisory, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and we didn't warn you about it before, but we're talking about sex this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I just feel like you wear out before you get to 16. Again, it's only 15. Oh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe if you vary up the execution. Okay. Okay. If it's not all it's not all one way. Yeah. Then maybe I guess. I don't know if the pricing is variable though. I will tell you that number fifteen did not get the same amount of enthusiasm as number <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those things you maybe want to get there early. Yeah. Like, I know most parties you arrive fashionably late, but not maybe get case. there early. Yeah. Um, okay, that's a lot. That's well, a especially lot. Especially because that's assuming average across the board. But there has to be, like, one girl who does, like, six and one who does, like, 50. 25. Oh, my God. Ow. <laughs> I just, I keep almost <laughs> saying very personal things about me. And I'm like, nope. Not necessary. <laughs> I also like that Damon and I are just sitting here pondering the, the, yeah, the both of, of them, this. You can't see this, but the both of them are like stroking their chins and looking wistfully into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> the middle distance is a place I want to live on this episode. <laughs> this is very fair. This episode is grody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't realize we would go here. You didn't realize we'd go here when you suggested the movie about opening up a brothel? This is teenage a movie, sex comedy. <laughs> this is a movie that I didn't realize was a teenage sex comedy until well after my mom fast-forwarded past the CTA sex. I was like, that was weird. Speaking Let's of, get back to the money. Not enough money in the world for me to do that on a CTA. No. Um, not even when you wind up in that cool place where you're the only ones on the CTA and you're like, we live here, this yeah. is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who um, winds up alone on CTA cars a lot and he keeps posting it to Instagram and it's called like, the welcome to my house, volume, whatever. <laughs> and he's up to like 15 now. <laughs> See, I know it's not mine because there's someone else's urine in it. And... <laughs> to be fair, when you get to an apartment for the first time, someone else's urine's been in it. It's probably but it's still no in it. longer still in it. I don't know, man. I think that's you know, what kind thinking. of hoity-toity places you've been moving into. <laughs> <laughs> when um, we got here, there was a fresh layer of urine laid down just for us. I mean, when I moved in my current place, I moved in after people who had kids there. So there's probably kid urine somewhere, somewhere. still in there. Yeah. But one day I'll find it and put my own urine there. <laughs> that's how and you that's know, how you know it's, it's yours. You gotta mark it. <laughs> yep. um, did you find anything weird in your like drawers or cabinets when you moved in? Like something they left behind? That no. sound is very pointed, like yeah. I left something no, there. No, they left... Oh, um, just the baby bidet. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. They oh do yeah. There's a um, yeah. There is a, uh, a di- like a disposable or a reusable diaper spray nozzle on our toilet. What's the verdict um, on that? Are you gonna do it? No. We looked at it. We we would like to from an environmental standpoint, sure. but it actually doesn't wind up because you use so much more water. It doesn't actually wind up being that much better. Oh. Uh, that's kind you, of a relief to yeah, hear. <laughs> unless you use them for like multiple kids and for a while and it's just like basically no. Okay. If we had a parent not working, we would probably consider it, but with both of us working, it's just a lot of work. Yeah. And it's time we'd rather spend with the kid. That's very fair. So we might use some of them as a uh, potty training tool because apparently they help for potty training because they're not as absorbent and the and kid they can, doesn't like sitting feel in their it. own filth. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, but that would happen obviously down the line. We're not yeah. going to be potty training them in a month or anything. So Some people do. I know. You I ever know. seen that we like that brave, my but... toilet trained newborn thing? I don't get it. I'm like my baby can read, you know? There's all these things where they're like, yeah, we get it. Your infant can pretend it can do things. <laughs> I have not seen these I things. Don't but. Care it's like infomercials for these books, like training series for like teaching your infant child to read, which first of all, the only up advantage you have on babies is that you know how to read and spell and they don't. You keep onto that wait, until wait, wait, they're wait, like wait, four wait. or five. That's the, the only, only advantage. <laughs> how about walking? I mean, the whatever. The ability to buy booze. Dan, you're never stronger. You're never stronger pound for pound than you are when, when you're, you're a baby. baby. <laughs> Sisters say there's that like internet meme and like baby sure stare a lot for someone who would lose in a fight like, <laughs> who can't win a fight. Um, so anyway, yeah, off the baby topic, back onto the sex yeah. topic. So apparently, they had a lot of sex. Yeah, Gross. so that's one piece of the money thing. The next piece of the money thing is it was not enough to pay for this car. Oh really? So in theory, that should be to pay for the car, right? Yeah, uh, that's one of the ascribed reasons he he starts you said he drives into a lake like what does that scene look like Uh, Like, it like falls off something a lake yeah like Uh, totally submerged and that's the thing is they say that the car is 40 grand like the girl makes fun of him she's like well you know you're high and mighty for somebody leaning against your daddy's forty thousand dollar car this is not the sort of repair that is repair. I think that you just... I think it's totaled this if it gets that flooded. This car is capital, capital T totaled. It and would you probably... Can't, like, wheel it back home. It would probably be cheaper to buy a new car than to fix this car. Because well, I feel like if you flood a car like that, you practically are buying a new car, right? Like, I you mean, have yeah, to kind of replace, replace everything. Everything. Except maybe the chassis. I mean, maybe the frame, yeah. Yeah. But, like... That's it. Yeah. So... I don't think this works. No. I, I, there is not a world in my head where you take this out and you like replace the upholstery and then just drive it away. Yikes. Like, so he's doomed. Yeah. They, I mean, you see him get the car back. So supposedly I guess he's not from the repair shop. Yeah. Cause he's in the repair shop. Oh yeah. That's right. Do they tell him how much it'll cost? No, I really wanted them to. But, like, there's a picture of his stricken face where he realizes how much it is, but they don't actually give you a number, unfortunately. It would be amazing to see, like, the $8,000 repair on a $40,000 car, though. (laughs) It's like a a Flintstone style. He's, like, putting his legs underneath (laughs) it and is, like, pushing it down the street. Yabba-dabba-doo! I imagine it's, like, two, like, nylon aluminum, uh, like... 
uh, lawn chairs. Like, just like, <laughs> like everything's held together with zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's man. just a, a sled with siding on either yeah. side of it. Oh, I just finished listening to this podcast about this piece of art. I think it was a 99% Invisible, maybe, about this piece of art that like infuriated everybody when it was made because it was just like a big white square. Oh, that with, is a 99%. Yeah, and they like slash through it and then this guy's like, don't worry, I can fix it. And he's like, got the painting for like, couple of years and they're like okay how'd it go and he gives it back to them and he covered over it with house paint like with a big like painter roller and was like there I did it and everybody's like what happened to this painting and he's like I don't know what you're talking about I did it <laughs> and it's horrible and the man who slashed it in the first place wanted to like slash it again to like make a statement and he was like no nah. it's worse they now like than hid slashed. it away yeah and they hid it away so he couldn't slash it so he slashed something else instead Oh, I thought another they, painting by that guy. I was really hoping it was going to be so terribly walked up. And it's like, I can't do worse than this person already has. <laughs> well, apparently it's like he did put down a layer of varnish over what was already like what the artist actually painted before he put the house paint on it. So some point in the future, They'll when just remove the house paint when they can, there's no such like science available to do that yet. Huh. So they're just waiting around yeah. until they can. Cause like, that was probably some sort of like, um, oh, what's the word for it? It's basically like putting plastic on top. Yeah, of they it. were saying it's like super and hard and they can't like get it off. Oh, <laughs> it's super hard and they can't get it off. This the risky, <laughs> risky business. business. Story. <laughs> um, it's gonna cost you a little extra. Yeah, because like, the whole point the whole point of like exterior house paint is like that there is not a solvent that would like take it off. Yeah, like, like I mean, you if don't you have to make too. a paint that can survive like hurricanes you probably yeah. don't want it to be easy to come off yeah so anyway that guy ruined that painting after someone already ruined that painting and like someone before had tried to ruin that painting too it like had lived and died three or four We're deaths back to velvet buzzsaw right this painting inspires a lot of feelings i feel dark, like dark feelings that maybe not only was this like er ferris bueller but also er velvet buzzsaw hmm. there you go velvet business do you have anything about the egg yeah yes uh, I found something. The egg at the time was worth roughly a thousand dollars. Was it Fabergé? Like no, a Fabergé egg would not. Be. No, oh, Fabergé it's, it's just like a crystal egg, like a Tiffany's. Tens to hundreds. It's is that a, a brand. It's yeah. Well, Tiffany they called it. No, no. Is it has a, Does it have a brand? In the, in the Wikipedia, movie? it's called a Steuben, which was a glass oh, yes. company. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they actually ever made this egg. There's another company called Orifers. I'm not sure. O R R E F O R S. Um, that actually has made an egg like this. Oh. Um, and at the time, it would have been priced about a thousand dollars. So Which that's where it, I got that number from. What would it be today? About twenty five hundred. Okay. Yeah. It's almost two and a half to one. Oh, sure, sure, exactly. Sure. All okay. our numbers have been so. So yeah, I mean, would have been a lot of money. She yeah. says at one when. But not that she much money comparatively. When she takes the egg, he says it's worth a hell of a lot more than the three hundred I owed her for the sex, basically. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's true. So I understand why he wanted to get it back and why he would. I mean, I would not want to ruin something worth twenty five hundred dollars in my parents' house while I'm staying there. So I get why he's desperate, but he also commits a ton of felonies. So and it was not as expensive as the forty thousand dollar car, car he ruined. <laughs> yeah. So but however, got that egg back. Here's the twist. Twist? I think it's all worth it. What? How? Because he found true love? 
Uh, no, because in the end, it's kind of ambiguous whether they're going to stay together. They're or not. not going to stay together. No, He's correct. like 18 and she is a sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I hit the mic too. Now it's your turn. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that, everybody. We're professionals. Um, here's my twist. During this movie, and we haven't even talked about this yet, <laughs> he, a recruiter for Princeton, comes oh, to his house. Yes. His dad has scheduled an interviewer an interviewer from Princeton, which is his alma mater, to come to the house and interview him to try to get him into Princeton. Yes. And he happens to come right when the he brothel is happening. He happens to come in the middle of the brothel because he forgot he was coming. And he tries to, like, give him an interview in the side room. And keep, people keep busting in. And he keeps getting interrupted. And, and eventually he's at like, one point he's like, you know what, guy? Kit. At some point you got to say kit. <laughs> um, but then said Princeton interviewer stays around and partakes of the... Uh, uh, a moose bouche that is available to uh-huh. him. <laughs> uh, hey, baby, you want me to moose your bouche? <laughs> <laughs> the Reese's peanut butter cup that is all around. Gross, oh. Dan. <laughs> Stop ruining peanut butter. <laughs> hey, you guys just had some. No. Liz did. That's in you. Guys. I had regular butter. Guys. <laughs> um. Anywho. Oh, God. And this... Um, apparently leaves him in such a dopamine-filled mood that he gets Joel into Princeton. Sure. Also, Joel's got a lot of information on that guy. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, whether it's blackmail, you don't know. But the point is, he gets into Princeton, presumably, Mm -hmm. because of this interview during this sex worker time. Uh, But he thinks he's bombed the interview. And so he turns to Lana at one point and says, well, I guess it's U of I. Like, as in, like, a fuck it. Yeah, Sometimes, toss away. School. Yeah, like well, I'll go to Which, a, yeah. rude. So yeah. many people's like safety school, the University of yeah, Illinois. Well, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, so what I did is th- I looked up the uh, median individual income for a man at thirty-four, because this is the numbers I could find for Princeton versus U of I. Okay. Princeton is $90,700. The median? Median. Fuck. At 34 for these men. This is, I think, a couple of years ago, but roughly. And this is coming from a person who, like, I have a theater degree, so the median income is like $20,000. <laughs> but at University of Illinois, it's 71400 Whoa. So that implies there is a $19,300 difference. Huh. And if he's got a 30-year career... That is a $579,000 difference in earnings. That eventually he'll use to buy his elderly father a new car. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) These are all in more recent numbers. Uh, If you scale that back, it's $36,000 to $28,000, which is about $7,500 difference, which winds up being $227,000. But still, $227,000 thousand dollars difference over a 30-year career that's fucking huge so throwing the 40 grand car throwing the thousand dollar egg assuming the felony doesn't get away with assume that all eight grand of that like goes away this night still made him at least two hundred thousand dollars in earnings because it got him into princeton eat the rich <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, and while we're at it, Nazis. Yeah, uh, and those Nazis. are the things we talk about. And apples. <laughs> <laughs> but so my argument is, despite how expensive and stressful this was, he did okay. Worth it. Dance in your underpants, Joel. You did it. 
I guess. Get, now he can finally afford to have one tooth right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and he got to have sex with that person like three or four times. Yeah, she seems cool. So She's know. not going to think about him again. She's still a sex worker who stole all this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, it's weird. They shouldn't be like, it's not a good relationship. And in fact, it seems mostly, if I remember right, it seems mostly like he's like, I'm really into you. And she's like, okay. You're 18. Yeah. <laughs> she asked, he asked at the end if it's a setup, like if this whole thing was a setup. And she very slowly goes, no. <laughs> I can't tell if it was supposed to be ambiguous or not. She just forgot her line. It very much felt ambiguous. <laughs> but I was like, maybe you were pretty and not a good actor. It's hard line? To say. She's fine in Three Musketeers. <laughs> She very briefly plays a lady who gets her head chopped off. I don't remember in what her name Musketeers? is. Yeah, she's like a like a Black Widow kind of lady and uh, Aramis. No, not Aramis. Um, Artemis. Uh, not Porthos. Not D'Artagnan. The other one. Artemis. It's not Artemis. That's like the god of wisdom. <laughs> That is true. Uh, what's his name? Athos? Yeah. Athos, Porthos, Aramis? Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Anyway, Kiefer Sutherland's character is like in love with her, and she uh, is like in with Cardinal Richelieu, and then she gets her head chopped off, or they like throw her off a cliff or something. Anyway, she's not in it very that's long. That's a movie I saw and that's a thousand three times, and I episode. don't remember at all. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Oliver Platt's great in it. <laughs> actually had an okay career yeah she's kind of a big deal i love how literally no one in that movie pretends to have a french accent no not even a little bit they didn't even pretend to have a british accent they just (laughs) pull the rip cord and bail right out of it yeah and then i thought that the man in the iron mask was the sequel to that movie oh (laughs) it's not i I mean like a little in that it's the sequel to that book but like no uh she was in rebecca wasn't she i think she was maybe rebecca or not Rebecca. Rebecca's the dead wife. I was about to say, her name is Rebecca. What are you thinking of? Isn't she in... A, or is she in... Um, I believe that these characters named Rebecca. Oh. Well, it's like... Or maybe it's a Dangerous Liaisons. It's like one of those like Frenchy period piece things. I just remember her face on the cover of a, of a like movie tie-in version of a classic novel. My thrilling podcast content. Yeah, (laughs) everybody's enjoying me scrolling through. Liz has to clean this up later. God. (laughs) And you guys wonder why I call the silence out of the podcast I listen to. (laughs) Although, oof. What? Her career didn't maybe start as great because there is things where there's one where she's credited as something, and then it says in parentheses "scenes deleted." Oh, that's so sad. I hate when that happens to people. Like Me too, but people get my my theater tech professor was in a bunch of scenes in and this was in like high school. He was in a bunch of scenes in um Inspector Gadget, that like Matthew Broderick movie yeah. that apparently would have made the movie really good if they were in. Like you can see some of the deleted scenes and they're like genuinely funny. He's like this mailman character or something, or repair dude. And uh they were all cut for time so that they could get to the real hard hitting plot that I don't remember. <laughs> I think they recovered time so that they could show that movie like one more time a day. 
<laughs> Fair. And the inspector bad, uh, the inspector gadget bad guy, and the bad guy from Pokemon always bleed together in my head. Well, you never see the bad guy from Inspector Gadget's face, right? Because he's just the claw hand, right? Yeah. But Which, what he if also, but Giovanni doesn't does he also like have he, a cat? He does. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because they both have like a white cat. They like, and yeah, they he's both got, like a big like, white face. Tend to sit like in chairs in darkened rooms and then not turn around. Like they both. Well, the Inspector Gadget cat is like a big like Maine Coon thing that like, yeah. sits in his lap. Yeah. And then Giovanni's is a Persian. a Persian who is a basically a Oh, a literal, a literal Pokemon Persian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, I'm not very a familiar. Person, not a person, a person hailing from, from Persia. Persia. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm very familiar with the original 151 uh-huh. now because I've been doing this thing at work where on the marker board I draw a silhouette. Like I do a who's that Pokemon and oh, I have like the whole I list of all, all the Pokemon. 151 I bet you could. They're... The thing is, like, I'm doing it for the office, and I don't think anyone cares, but I'm having a fun time. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. So I think I've done past 30 of them. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, let's stick to this one. The other ones look fun, though. I like that weird, like, cactus duck that's in Detective Pikachu. The bartender one. You seen that? I know that? what you're talking about. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I, I, was it also, I was in the theater with you when we oh, saw yeah, the Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you were Literally there, too. two seats down from you. I don't know. So much things happen in a Marvel movie. <laughs> I don't remember any of the other trailers. There was Dark Phoenix. Oh, yes. Which is the good. Star Wars trailer. Very bad. Star oh, Wars Star Wars. Trailer. That makes sense, too. And... Mm. That's all I remember. Was there a Spider-Man? No, they didn't no, play. Wasn't a Spider-Man. That makes sense. European Vacation? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about Risky Business? No, I feel like <laughs> we're way off time. <laughs> I think you honestly should cut out, like... The last, like, ten minutes. Probably. <laughs> you know I'm only going to cut out the part where we talk about cutting it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been a mess. <laughs> I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Uh, as always, thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for her music. Catch her on Spotify or wherever you find your finest music choices. Uh, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Um, email us your thoughts, feelings, and whether or not you think it's gross that Dan keeps referring to chocolate and peanut butter as sex work at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. And we will catch you next time, maybe with a tighter episode. Probably not. Okay, bye! Got a little tat. <laughs> <laughs>